Hey folks, welcome to another edition of the Shire Salvos podcast, your home of everything happening around our Menai and Miranda locations, as well as playing you the sermon from church on Sunday morning. We had Kim Hayworth all the way up from Tasmania. Uh, some people remember uh, Kim from uh, the Muster Camp where she came and, and preached to us on uh, a couple of occasions across there at Collaroy and she was uh, back again and it was uh, a really fruitful message uh, delivered uh, from One King. So I really hope that you uh, get something from that as we speak and delve more into the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is is doing in us and how we can open ourselves to the Holy Spirit as as well. So we are playing that for you a little bit later on in the podcast episode. But more importantly, we're running you through what's happening around the life of our church. Lots of wonderful things happening week in and week out at both Menai and Miranda. So if you're thinking about going to a particular event or maybe you want to uh, dedicate some of your time, you've got uh, some more time, maybe you're uh, working a little bit less or you just feel encouraged or feel led uh, to, to to do something uh, at church or do something at the Miranda location. Um, yeah, coming up next will be that, that moment for your ears to potentially prick up and, and see uh, what, are some, what some opportunities are around the life of our church. We're also um, not on this podcast episode, but in the next few weeks, we're looking to have a few interview subjects here on uh, on the Shire Salvos podcast. We want to uh, be able to to delve into uh, into people's stories we, um, we want to, I guess, try and do a, an audio version of, of On The Couch. So if you're uh, keen to um, get behind the mic, not necessarily next to me, we can do it over a phone and you're keen to uh, talk about your... Uh, your your life, um, your life with God, your Christian journey, uh, a little bit about how you be, how you became a Christian and, and how you became uh, a member of Shire Salvers. Please uh, get in contact with us. You can contact uh, Joel or Mark or Kim at the at the church office or, or speak to them directly uh, on Sunday if you're keen. But you can also contact me directly. Um, you can email me jack.clifton at live.com.au. That's jack.clifton at live.com.au. We'd love to hear from you and love to get a, get a chance to chat to anyone that does listen to the podcast or even if you don't, um, but you just want people to know about your journey and your story, I would uh, certainly encourage you uh, to come forward and let us know. But let's uh, jump into your Shire Salvos news for this week. Lots going on around the life of the church. Always heaps of things happening in Shire Salvos news, and we kick it off by talking about our James Challenge. So this term, uh, we are starting a preaching series on the book of James. Uh, the series is based off the Version Study James Challenge. And it's an overview of, uh, and, and I guess the overview of the weeks um, will be outlined um, uh, after um, or below as as I'll talk through this. Um, so uh, different um, preachers and different sermons may um, uh, speak on specific themes or they may go in different directions after they complete um, the reading. But we would certainly encourage you um, to get involved uh, in this. So there's a Bible study through the James Challenge. So if you have the Version app, that's the that's the fancy word for, for the Bible app. Um, uh, there's a link directly in the church email if you if you get that. Um, or if um, yeah, may, maybe you're not as tech savvy, you just need to open up the book of James and, and read through it and delve through the word. There's also the James Challenge, which is a Bible reading plan that's also run through Version as well. So um, yeah, the first is a Bible study. That includes questions and practical applications for each week. Uh, well, the other is a Bible reading plan. So that includes um, a devotional, um, and it's also a replication of the Version Bible app devotional called James Challenge. So it's a good chance for us, the congregation, to uh, be delving into the Word with God, um, understanding what the passage of James uh, tells to us and speaks to us before we do uh, hear the message on Sunday. So I really encourage you to, to do that. Um, and for those that 
would prefer a hard copy, um, please um, let Joel or Kim know, and they can be available uh, to you as an individual. But also, um, if you're if you're running a, a small group or a Bible study, uh, that can be given to you um, as well. Uh, so the James Challenge, you can search for it in the Bible app, the YouVersion app, um, is is the way to go there. And regards to other things happening, the community co-op Sutherland Shire at the Miranda Salvos location is in need of milk and tinned soup for their pantry restock. So uh, simply buy one or many, uh, one litre UHD milk or a couple of cans of your favourite soup and drop it off at either our Miranda or Mena locations and uh, that food will go to helping uh, beat food poverty in the Sutherland Shire. So it can be placed uh, in the basket in the foyer and Menai or dropped to Miranda on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So UHD milk, uh, the one litre container or the one litre bottle uh, and also um, uh, any kinds of, of canned, uh, canned soup. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's lots of great uh, varieties there. Um, probably buy something that, that you would eat. Um, often when I've been involved with um, uh, canned soup drives and that kind of stuff, it's the rejected stuff that people don't really like, those flavours that don't actually roll off the shelves. Um, so yeah, get, get, get something nice, get something that you would enjoy if you were going to be having a nice hearty soup meal um, because it is going to people that, that need it and um, yeah, they would really appreciate your generosity as well. Uh, there is a mental health first aid course with Claire Clifton happening on August 25 and 26. It's happening between 9am to 3pm. It's $50, includes food and course material. And that's being run at Stanmore House, the Salvation Army facilities over there um, in Stanmore near Newtown, 51 to 53 Harrow Road. More information, you can contact Claire, claire.clifton at salvationarmy.org.au. I'm a little bit biased because she's my wife, but, uh, but before we were married, I actually did the mental health first aid course because at that stage I was working at street level, the um, homelessness drop-in centre at Surrey Hills. They do some wonderful things for, for people sleeping rough um, in the inner city region. Um, and it was really, really good. Um, I'm someone that comes from a, a background of disability and sports and I guess radio and journalism and those kinds of things. So I didn't really know too much about um, the different mental health diagnosis or diagnoses. Um, so understanding, yeah, what um, I guess makes a person tick, for lack of a better term, and and what people go through for with things like schizophrenia and borderline personality disorder, and how to approach those people. Um, just because you might not be working in um, the mental health stream, or you might not be working in in social work, doesn't mean that we're not going to come across people like that in our small groups, or in uh, at church, or even just out in the community when we're out and about. And it, it can be a really valuable tool. So I encourage you to to contact Claire uh, for more information. Claire.clifton at some salvationarmy.org.au, or you can also contact the church office as well. Now, we've got some special dates coming up in the next few months, so you might want to get your calendar out, whether that's on your phone or the hard copy, and jot these down. We've got Coffee Spot coming up on the first and third Tuesday of each month. It's women coming together in fellowship for craft, company, and coffee. As I said, the first and third Tuesday of every month. We've got Boomers and Beyond their next event is on the 15th of August at 10 a.m. Uh, you'll hear David Godkin share his amazing journey uh, through Camino de Santiago. Now, I should probably say that a bit better because my sister's actually a missionary over in Chile, but uh, Camino de Santiago uh, on the 15th of August. David's going to tell us a little bit about his journey through there. David is a, is a wonderful servant of Christ, and it's so great that we have him back at our Shire Salvos organization. He's obviously at church each Sunday with, with us, and, and, and great to be able to have conversations with him, uh, but also... 
uh, the fact that he does some wonderful work, uh, I guess, leading that uh, um, ministry um, across at Miranda and doing some wonderful things there. He is a Parramatta fan. Don't hold that against him. Um, but yeah, it'd be, be, be great for, for you if, if you identify as a, as a boomer and beyond, uh, go uh, and hear David's uh, David's talk. That's happening in, in around about three weeks' time, Monday the 15th of August, starting at 10 a.m. A light morning tea uh, will be provided um, and you can contact David and Robin Reeves. I'm not going to give out their, their, their phone number here on the podcast, but if you do want to get in contact with them and you don't have their contact details, would encourage you to contact the church office and you can probably even just put your name down by contacting uh, Mark or uh, Kim or Joel or any of those people at the church office as well. There's also uh, further Boomer and um, Beyond dates. Uh, dates they're happening the third Monday of every month. So if you've got your calendar in front of you, just jot uh, down a note there. Third Monday of every month, and I've also got. A few more things that are happening. We've got the Coffee Spot Craft and Relaxation Weekend, but also Ride and Drive. Now, Ride and Drive uh, is about getting people together, whether you uh, enjoy riding or you enjoy driving. Uh, it's to go for a ride or drive together for the sake uh, of like-minded people. Enjoy the company. You can enjoy breakfast, uh, ride, drive, or passenger on interesting roads, then more food and great company uh, on the following Saturdays. So for more information, contact Michael or David Hosking. Their first event is happening on the 20th of August, and they're following it up with a second event on the 5th of November. Again, contact the church F- church the church office, we'll try that again. We'll contact the church office uh, for many uh, any more information in regards to that. And at Coffee Spot, 19th to 21st of August uh, at the Wollongong Surf Leisure Resort, there's a Coffee Spot Craft and Relaxation Weekend. Uh, now, we've spoken about this on the podcast previously. Uh, Rego forms are available at the Connect Hub, or you can speak to Kim or Lynn in the office. So it's on the weekend of the 19th to the 21st of August. It's $215 for the full weekend. That's a two or three uh, per person shared accommodation. Or if you want a private room, uh, that is $290. Um, it doesn't include breakfast, but it does include all other meals. Uh, and Rego's do close on Tuesday, July 19, which we now know is gone. But I imagine that if you speak to Kim or Lynn, they're keen to get every, everyone down that they can. Uh, they would be able to, uh, to to fit you in there. So make sure uh, you ring the church office with that craft and relaxation weekend happening in less than a month, the 19th to the 21st of August, 2022. And finally, don't forget that our night of prayer and praise is happening each and every week. It's so we record this podcast on a Monday morning. So it is happening tonight, Monday, the 25th of July, July at 7 p.m. But if you miss that, it is happening every two weeks. So two weeks from uh, from there, they'll be back again. And that is located at uh, the Bangor uh, facilities that we have at Shire Salvo's 11 Pilliger Place at Bangor. And one other bit of news that uh, has been uh, uh, falling its way around over the last couple of weeks uh, is the fact that we're actually on the lookout for a values-driven and proactive operations coordinator uh, to coordinate the smooth operations of our Menai location in all administration activities. So this is a permanent part-time position. It's 24 hours uh, per week. And if you want to apply, please do contact the church office. You can get more information uh, from Lynn or Kim or Joel or Mark. They'll be able to uh, point you in the right direction. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really important position. And if you feel that you have those skills, um, then you might be going to, to the right place. 24 hours per week is is, is a pretty uh, good chunk of, of the working week as well. Um, so I'd encourage uh, for you to, to, to go um, and apply if that's something that, that tickles your fancy as well. 
Time for us to take a short break here on the Shire Salvos podcast. And on the other side of that, we're going to have a sermon from Kim Hayworth. Kim coming up from Tasmania. She was doing some stuff with the Salvation Army throughout the week. And we're thankful to have her preaching the Word of God to us this Sunday at church. She's speaking from One King. She's speaking about Elijah and has a large focus on the Holy Spirit. How we can accept the Holy Spirit into our lives and how we can be opening ourselves to what the Holy Spirit wants us to do and what miracles and what things we can be doing in our walk with God as well. That's coming up next here on the latest episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. Well, good morning, friends. It's so good to be here. It's so good to be with you. I have uh, such incredible memories of my time at muster camp this year. It was such a joy to be with the Shire Salvos. And Miriam, just so you know, I actually <clears throat> did declare a prophecy while I was there. Um, the prophecy was that I felt that potentially when my time is finished in uh, Tasmania, which is a fair way away yet, but when it is, I felt that the Lord was saying, I think you are to come to this place and be present in this community. So I just want to put that out there of the word of the Lord this morning. And uh, I just love you guys. Um, Thank you so much for having me back here again. Not that you had a real choice, but you know, it was already in play. But thanks for showing up today. We have enjoyed your beautiful state over the last few days. Uh, Melanie and I traveled up here. And I just want to say, Melanie definitely is my EA. However, that is kind of like what she does in disguise, right? Because she is an incredible woman of God. She's a wonderful prophet. And the Lord uh, brought us together. I think I mentioned it actually when I was speaking with you at the camp, that the Lord um, has brought us together for this season, which has been amazing. And so she's been with me and at the invitation of Miriam over the last few days, we have been part of the prophetic summit that's been happening at Stanmore, which has been just an incredible opportunity for, uh, for a few of us who have gathered to come before the Lord and to really seek him and uh, to hear what he is saying to us as his people in these days. And I want to tell you that there are good times ahead for us, friends. When we submit ourselves to God, then he looks upon us with his favor. Amen? Do you believe it? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, when I was uh, praying about coming here today and about sharing with you from the word of the Lord, uh, I was praying for the Shire Selvo specifically, and I saw very clearly that you are a people who are digging wells. That's what I saw. All around this Shire, you are digging wells. Everywhere that you place people, who are sharing the love of God, who are living out of the living water of God. You are digging wells. I'm looking at Michelle. You are digging wells, Michelle. Um, what an incredible thing it is. What a wonderful commissioning of God that you have to dig wells in this place. You know, um, as I was praying about that and as I was thinking about that, I felt the Lord remind me that in the Northern Territory and up in the more arid places in Australia, where they farm, they don't ever build fences because their properties are so massive. They need so much land mass to be able to run their cattle. They don't build fences. They couldn't afford to maintain them. But what they do is they actually dig wells. And the livestock never travel very far from those wells. 
because that is where the living water is. And they come and they gather. And so shy salvos, I want to say to you, as you dig wells, just remember that, that you are not a people who are building fences. You are a people who are digging wells all around this shire. I think it's your heart to have people planted in every expression of the Salvation Army. Is that right? In this shire, which is absolutely wonderful. As I was praying, I saw those wells and I saw that living water and I saw the people coming. And as they were coming, I saw you guys with clean white bandages, dipping them in to the water and placing them on the wounds of those that the Lord is drawing to himself. Those who he has entrusted to you. And as those bandages were applied, what I saw in the spirit was that some of their wounds were healed instantly, miraculously. But others, I saw it was a longer journey that as you kept going back to the well and dipping those clean white bandages back in that living water and placing it on the wounds of the people that he was sending to you, that those wounds were being healed from the inside out. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I thank God for you and for the work that you are doing in this place. Come on, that's got to get an amen, guys. What a glorious vision. What a wonderful vision of the Lord for you. For such a time as this. You know, the book of Acts tells us that God chooses the times and the seasons that we are placed in. We actually don't get the opportunity to choose the time or the place that we serve. That is up to God. But it's not an accident that you are here for this time. It's as if God actually reaches into eternity and plucks you out and places you where he needs you to be for the season that he has put you in. The psalmist says that the Lord saw each of us knitted together in our mother's wombs and that all our days were written in his book before any one of them came to pass. Each of us has been given gifts and talents that we are to use to serve the body of Christ and to co-mission with the Lord in his incredible mission of reconciling his creation to himself. Doesn't that blow you away? Like, doesn't that just make you get on your face before the Lord? I am absolutely blown away by the fact that we get the privilege of telling God's story. We get the privilege of telling God's story. He has chosen us to carry his presence and to be his people. And here is the most amazing thing. He doesn't mind that we don't get it right all of the time. Isn't that incredible? He doesn't mind if we don't get it right all of the time. 
And I think that God uses the most unlikely people at the most unlikely time to do the most unlikely things. You saw my testimony this morning. Guys, that's the story of my life. God reached in to me and to my world at a time that was incredibly unlikely. I am the most unlikely person, and yet I kind of go, wow, here I am. Here I am on the 24th of July, 2022, talking to you guys here at the Shire Selvos. That just blows my mind. It's incredible. It's what God does. It's what we see in this book. He takes the most unlikely by the world's standards. Sometimes at a time that seems really inconvenient, right? At the most inopportune time. And he gets us to do things that seem a little bit crazy in the natural. But things that he has ordained for such a time as this. Wow. And you know, I just want to share with you like one of the most comforting things that I have read recently (laughs) that has given me great hope is this. When God called you, he already had factored in your stupidity. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that gives me incredible hope. (laughs) It gives me a sense of assurity that when God called me, He had already factored in my stupidity. When God called you, he had done the same thing. It is not just about us. It is about God. It's about him and who we serve. Praise the Lord. So the story that Trudy just read for us this morning about Elijah and the widow actually highlights what God can do with the unlikelies. What God can do with the unlikelies, the unlikely people at an unlikely time with an unlikely action. It was the widow's faithfulness that saved Elijah. And the account is actually set during the reign of King Ahab. And uh, the scriptures say that he did evil in the sight of the Lord. King Ahab was actually married to Jezebel, and together they served Baal. They built temples to Baal. They desecrated Israel by building temples to other gods. This nation that had been set apart to be a light to the rest of the world. They built Asherah poles, and they got people to worship other gods and led them away from Yahweh. The scriptures actually say that King Ahab did more to arouse the anger of the Lord than all the kings before him. Wow. So he was a bad guy. He was a bad man. And this is the world that Elijah was called to be the prophet into. This was the time that the Lord had ordained for him. And at that time, the Lord had actually um, allowed for a famine to happen across Israel. And he actually says that there would be neither dew nor rain for several years except by his word. And he really tests Elijah's faith. 
At first, he does it by feeding him by ravens. Now, um, okay, so this is where you're going to get to learn a little bit about the weirdness of my sense of humour. But, like, when I think about being fed by ravens, I mean, have you seen birds feed other birds? Like, like it is gross. And I'm thinking, did he bird feed him? Like, is that what he did? I'm sure he didn't. But that was where my mind went. Sorry, Miriam, you might want to not invite me back. But that's what I thought when I read it. But he actually really tests his faith by having the ravens feed him. And then he sends him to a widow. A widow that's located in the epicenter of darkness, Zarephath. In fact, the name actually means the place of testing. Incidentally, guys, you know when God sends us, he often actually means stay where you are. When God says go, he often actually means stay where you are. He doesn't often mean that you have to leave a place and go somewhere else to serve. Like, that is true for some people, and they are called to leave, and they are called to go. But if you read the Great Commission in Matthew, and you understand the translation of the word go, it actually means as you are going, as you are living. It doesn't often mean that you are to go to a different place. When God sends you, he sends you right where you are right where you are. And it's right where you are that he actually wants to use you. And I often hear people say, oh, well, um, once I kind of get this sorted, then I'm going to serve the Lord. Or once I um, buy my house, then I'm going to serve the Lord. Or once I retire, then I'm going to serve the Lord. As if they're waiting to be there before they can serve him. But the truth is, God can only ever use you here, where you are. There actually is no there. Because if you go there, you are here. Do you understand? There's no there. Because if you go there, you are here. God wants to use you here, right now. Right now. He doesn't wait for us to get there before he uses us. Isn't that incredible? How often do we feel like we've got to get it all sorted out and all together and, you know, get our ducks in a row? I mean, I don't even know if I've got ducks. But he doesn't wait until we get that sorted. He just says, I want to use you now, here, right where you are. Wow. One day, all of us have to stand before the Lord and give an account for the life that we have lived. That is true. Scripture says it. I don't want to stand before God and say, I was going to do it. (laughs) I was going to serve you. I was just waiting so that I could get over there. God wants to use us here. And that's what he does with Elijah. And that's what he does with this widow from Zarephath. She was the most unlikely, in a most unlikely place, with a most unlikely strategy.
And she must have actually been thinking, what on earth do I have to give? What on earth do I have to give? But her story actually turns up in the Gospels. Did you know? Her story turns up in Luke in chapter 4. It's after Jesus has gone into the synagogue in Nazareth and he has stood up with the scroll of Isaiah and he's opened it and he reads the words, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. You know the ones? To proclaim good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, declare the the year of the Lord's favour. And after that, he's teaching some of his followers about the fact that a prophet is often not welcome in his own hometown. And he actually says these words, that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut up for three and a half years and there was severe famine in the land, yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent to this widow in Zarephath. How awesome to turn up in Jesus' sermon. Who doesn't want to turn up in Jesus' sermon? All because of the faithfulness that she displayed. When Elijah asks her for the bread, she must have actually thought, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? I don't have enough to feed myself or my son. Do you remember the words that were read? Like, she had made a plan. She was at the end of her tether. She had enough flour and enough oil to give herself and her son one more meager meal before she had planned that they would die. Like, I think when we read the word of Scripture sometimes, it's, you know, we we kind of like, it's easy just to gloss over the reality of that. But just paint the picture in your mind for a minute. Imagine what it would be like to know that you only have enough food for one more meal and then there is nothing. There is nothing coming to you. There is no Centrelink benefits. There are no payments. There are no soup kitchens. There is nowhere that you can go. And your reality is that you are going to die of starvation. That is how Elijah encounters this widow, in her distress, in her moment. And he asks her for bread. He asks her for bread. I try and think about what words would I have used to Elijah? Probably all the wrong ones. (laughs) Like, it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She doesn't have the bread. And it would have been really easy for her in that moment to have gone, but God, I don't have it. But God, I don't have it. But God, but God. How often does God turn up for us and we say, But God, how often does the Lord make a request of us? And we say, but God, I can remember when God called me to be a Salvation Army officer. Like this 
normal, average, very ordinary, middle-class woman in the suburbs with three young kids. And I said to God, but God, you don't understand. (laughs) Fancy telling the saviour of the world that he didn't understand. The creator of the universe. But God, you don't understand. But I did. I said, you don't understand. I can't move my family. I can't leave this place. You don't know what you're asking of me. But God. But God. And you know, I'm sure she said that. But God, I don't have what's needed. And you know what? She was actually right. Because Elijah asked her for bread, and she didn't have bread. What she had was a a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. That's what she had to give. She didn't have the end result. But what she had was in her hand. The same is true for us today. God actually doesn't ask us for the end result. He asks us to give him what is in our hands. And when we do, he does the miracle of the end result. Have you seen that in your life? Have you experienced it? in your own situation. He takes what is in our hands and he creates the miracle that we can't. You know, Mel and I, um, I met a, a lady who has come to live in Scottsdale, which is in the northeast of Tasmania. Her name is Jill and she's a professor. So she is a very intellectual, um, you know, she, she works in cybersecurity for the Adelaide University. She's amazing. And I said to Mel, 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 we need to go and meet with this lady because she's, um, she's been a missionary. Uh, well, she's worked all over the world in cybersecurity, but has kind of come alongside missionaries. Do you guys know Jackie Pullinger? Yep, Chasing the Dragon. Jackie Pullinger, an incredible woman of God. She's gone to glory now, but who actually um, lived in the walled city in Hong Kong, and she ministered to the opium addicts. Chasing the Dragon is a reference to the smoke that comes out of the end of the the, um, opium pipe. And Jill says that her and her husband were living in Hong Kong and they were working there and she started to do ministry with, with uh, Jackie Pullinger. And she's telling Mel and I this at a, at a coffee shop in the middle of Tasmania in Campbelltown. And she says that, Kim, she said, literally, I, I am a logical, intellectual woman. She says, I am a professor. I am a doctor. And she said, and we worked with Jackie in feeding the poor people in the slums where they were there. And she said, one particular day, we had enough food for probably about a dozen people. And we fed 400. (laughs) And I said, what did that look like? (laughs) Like, how was that? And she said, I don't know. The food just kept coming. She, and she talked, didn't she, Mel, about cutting up the, what they had. And, and she said it just kept coming. Like, as they were serving it, it was coming. Like, can you believe it? Do you think what I'm saying is nonsense? Like, it just seems nuts. What a miracle. 
And she said, Kim, you know, I'm the most logical academic person, but I cannot deny the miracle that the Lord multiplied the food that day. And actually, Mal, I think she said it happened on more than one occasion, right? It happened on more than one occasion. They gave what they had for the Lord, and he was the one that brought the miracle that day. But here's the truth. God can't multiply what we won't give him. We were talking over the last few days about the fact that we often think the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not really. (laughs) Um, But he is a respecter of free will. He is a respecter of free will. God cannot multiply what you will not give him. And do you know what? Often we devalue what's in our hand. Don't we? Why would you want this, Lord? What could you possibly do with this? We devalue what we have. We don't recognize it, but God asks us to give it. We don't have what's needed in our own strength, but if we give him what we have, he uses it, he anoints it for his glory and achieves his purposes through it to reach a broken world. Guys, you are are drilling for wells. But the biggest obstacle is always fear. It's always fear. Elijah knows it, and he actually says to the widow in verse 13, don't be afraid. And I don't know about you, but whenever I read in Scripture, when God says, don't be afraid, it's usually because he's about to ask something really scary, (laughs) you know, something that is way beyond what can be done in the natural. Don't be afraid. Fear actually stops us from stepping into our purpose because we don't have the end result and because we cannot see it. But the end result is not what God is asking. He's asking for the little that we have in our hands, that we would give it to him. And as I said, no one ever starts with the end result. We don't often give what we have, not because we don't have it to give, but because we fear what we won't have if we give it. Our God is not a God of lack. He is not a God of lack. You don't have to fear if God asks you to give him what is in your hands. You don't have to fear what you then won't have. Our God is not a God of lack. This is an act of faith. It's why it's called faith, isn't it? And I don't know about you, but the other thing that often gets me is the what if. 
What if it doesn't work? What if I step out in faith and I fail? What if I make a fool of myself? What if, what if, what if, what if it doesn't work? What if it does work? We have to try and stay away from the what ifs. They are crippling. You know, the bread did not drop out of the sky for this widow. This was not a situation of manna falling from heaven like it was for the Israelites when they were in the wilderness. She didn't have the bread. She just had the oil and the flour. And all that was needed was that she would do what God asked of her. What about you? What's God asking of you? You know, we've always got to bring our little and put it in the hands of a very big God. And ultimately, it comes back to trust. God had commanded the widow to provide for Elijah. Our God will always make up for the lack because he is bigger. He is bigger. And we see that in the story where he brings her son back to life and restores him to her. It's a journey of trust and of belief. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things will be added to you. The truth is, my friends, if we are waiting for everything to line up, if we are waiting for everything to get stable, if we are waiting for the perfect circumstances, we're never going to get there. Shire Selvos, you are digging wells in the place that the Lord has given to you. And I feel to remind you this morning the words of 1 John 4, 4. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen? Come on, guys. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. There is a pathway to help with the trusting of God. There is a pathway that helps us to be able to go beyond our fear, to go beyond the what if. We must always make what we know about God bigger than what we know about our circumstances. Do you understand what I mean? This world is quite dark, isn't it? There's a lot going on. We've been saying over the last few days that we must ensure that we discern the season, but we magnify the Lord. It's so easy to magnify the season, but we've got to make what we know about God bigger than what we know about the situations that we are in. He is faithful. He is good. God uses all things for good to those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Ultimately, he will make all things new. He is coming back. Hallelujah.
He is great. He is kind. He is loving. He is empowering. His promises are sure. We can stand on this word. Thank you, Lord. I know he's speaking to your hearts today. I know for some of you there's a quickening in your spirit. I know that this message is for you. I want to say don't miss your opportunity to be all in. God's resources will never run dry. You can't exhaust God. Praise the Lord. The widow gave it all, and there was more than enough. God ensured that. The river of living water that is in the wells that you are digging around this shire will never run dry. God will ensure that. The world does feel darker. But in the darkness, the glory of the Lord shines brighter. Amen? And we know because the word says that the darkness will not overcome it. It will not overcome it. You know, the darkness on the earth in these days will only be restrained to the level of where God's people rise up to bring the glory and the light of God into our world. I don't know why God chose to do it that way. Are you like me? Do you sort of shake your head and go, I'm not sure why you did it this way, Lord. But that is the truth. We are the light bringers. We are the water carriers. We are the truth tellers. The what ifs will always be there. The fear will come and go. But God has given us what we need to overcome. So you may feel like the most unlikely. And you may feel like your situation is the most unlikely. Or the place where you are is the most unlikely. But impossible is where God starts. Amen? It is. Impossible is where God starts. And miracles are where or what God does. You know, most of us actually pray for miracles. And we see what we've got in our hands. And we say, Lord, bring a miracle for this situation. Change it. But we don't often step into the context for that miracle to happen. But God will take what is in your hands if you give it to him. And he will transform this world through you and your offering and what you bring him. So what is he saying to you today? What is he asking of you? 
What is he laying on your heart? What's that thing that you're not giving over to him? What's your what if? Where are you saying, I'll do it, Lord, but just when I get here, when I get over there, that's when I'll do it. I'll do it when I get here. But he is saying, you are here because here is where I need you right now, today. We're going to sing a song of consecration. And this is an opportunity for us to come before the Lord an opportunity for us to open our hearts to him, an opportunity for us to actually say, God, you can have what's in my hands. I don't know, I don't know what you're going to do with it. It doesn't look like much to me, but you can have it. And I want you to do a miracle through it. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. And we're here to pray with you, to minister with you and to you. I have the beautiful Mel here. She's amazing. She doesn't know any of you. So she's a safe place to come (laughs) and to pray. And she's here and she'll do that. So let's stand together. Let's make this a song of consecration. Shia Salvos, the Lord has given you a glorious vision for this part of Sydney. Will you do it? Thanks, guys. Really hope you enjoyed that uh, that sermon there from Kim. It was great to have her uh, back preaching with us again, of course, having helped out and, and preached at the, the muster weekend away uh, back a couple of months ago. It was really nice to have her again preaching inside the four walls of Shire Salvos. So really hope that you uh, enjoyed that. That brings us to the end of the Shire Salvos podcast. Uh, please do reach out uh, if you uh, have any questions for us or there's something that we mentioned on the podcast that you'd like to speak more about. And by that, by that I mean also reach out to the ministry team as well if you're struggling with something or you want assistance with something or maybe you just want to give a bit of feedback about some of the talks that you hear or things uh, that are happening at church and the way that church is run, please do uh, don't hesitate to reach out and contact the church office uh, throughout any of the working days and, and speak to some of the ministry team there. I'm sure they would really appreciate your call. They're, they're here for you. They're here for us. They're here to, uh, to help us in our walk with God and guide us ourselves. Uh, so I would certainly encourage you to do that. Also, reach out if you're keen to be on the Shire Salvos podcast, you're keen to be interviewed and you want to talk about your journey with God, your journey with Christ, how you got to where you are today. We would love to hear from you. Again, you can contact the church office directly or you can contact me, jack.clifton at live.com.au. That's jack.clifton at live.com.au. Also, don't forget to check out all the latest news that's happening around the church on our Shire Salvos website, shiresalvos.org.au and also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Shire Salvos. But until next Monday afternoon, we'll have a brand new episode for you on the Shire Salvos podcast. This is Jack Clifton bidding you goodbye.